How I got verified on Twitter. Oh, I was verified on Twitter, guys. It was a very simple process, actually. Like, a while back, Smallland got verified, and I was like, oh, well, he's a, he's a speedrunner type guy, maybe I got a chance. He's like, ah, oh, nah, man, I got, I got it through my org or whatever. They got connections, they got me verified. I'm like, I don't have an org, so I'm screwed. Um, then I saw Carl got verified. I'm like, well, if Carl's getting verified, maybe there's a process for me to get verified now. So I, uh, someone told me, they're like, hey, yo, uh, you can now submit to get verified on Twitter. But you're only doing your mobile for some reason. It, it isn't on the desktop version, so that's probably why I didn't see it. And uh, so I, it's just like, hey, what do you want to be verified as? Like, who are you? And I'm like, well, I'm an influencer or whatever. And then they're like, look, uh, submit some articles that have been written about you in the last six months. And so I've had articles written about Chaos, Pacifist, and Oko. And I'm like, I just submitted nine or whatever. And then they, they verified me in six hours. The only advantages I know of from being verified is you get a verified tab where anyone who interacts with anything that you do, who is also verified, you can see that they interact with your stuff. I guess so verified people can connect better or something. And uh, oh, I now stand out a little bit more from all the people who use my face on Twitter. There's a lot of those. Like even in um, uh, Sosig's video or whatever, um, when he was going through his Discord, like one of the guys who responded to him was using my orange picture face. And so I'm in his video for a short period via this person's comment, you know? <laughs> anyway, um, is it small things? Today's video is sponsored by Surfshark VPN, which is a fast and easy to use virtual private network. By connecting you to the internet through an encrypted tunnel, Surfshark actively works to protect your online data and ensure user privacy. It can be run on multiple devices simultaneously and guarantees ease of use, always connecting you to the fastest server by default. It's jam-packed with features with over 3,200 international servers to choose from, 24-7 customer support, and a strict no-data logging policy. With a 30-day money-back guarantee, you can be sure to love the service before any major commitments. A VPN is just a valuable tool to have access to. It can help you bypass region locks like with Netflix in order to view libraries in other countries that often have content not available to you. You can even access websites not available in your home country, which is something that is even a problem here in Australia. You can also avoid price discrimination when searching for flights or car rentals by connecting to servers from different countries. Get Surfshark VPN at surfshark.deal/darkviper and enter promo code DARKVIPER for an 83% discount and 3 months extra for free. Thank you Surfshark for sponsoring this video. A gaming company doesn't like me. I found out recently that a particular gaming company doesn't like me. I won't say who or why. And it's not Rockstar obviously. Um, although Rockstar may not like me, I don't know. I, I have no way of knowing that. But I, I found this out and I was actually quite surprised. I guess you, as a content creator, you just assume that like, you're either too small for companies to care or that I don't know, like, even if they do, like, it's just going to be about the business for them, so they're not going to care if you're critical of them or whatever. But uh, I guess that doesn't always happen. Maybe companies just have people who, uh, whose specific job is to handle the social media and pick and choose which people are in the good books and which are in the bad books, you know? I guess that would make sense for all companies to have, because you'd be worried that a person would, uh... Because obviously it's illegal to say you have to be positive about this thing when they, when they uh, give you money for a view or something. But obviously you can stack the deck in your favor by only hiring people or paying people for reviews or um, giving people access or whatever to those who are already favorable to you, right? 
I imagine this, this happens in every industry, I imagine, right? Yeah, it's just something I um, didn't put a lot of time thinking about. I wonder how many other companies like that fucking dark fabric guy, oh, I am not a fan. Oh, you know? Not sure I'm really gonna change what I do, but still. Am I well known? Would I consider myself well known now? Of course. So how many millions of unique people view my stuff every month? I mean, what does a football stadium hold? Like 50,000 people or something? When like, I don't know, 40 football stadiums worth of people watch something that you, the stuff you produce every month. I mean, you can't go, you can't not see yourself as well known at that point. It's all relative though. Am I as well known as a person who's been popular for 10 years? No. Am I a, a, the most successful person? No. But surely whatever definition of well-known you have, I have to meet that. Like I, I'm pessimistic sometimes, but I mean, I am self-deprecating, but I, even I can't stretch that to the extent where I can ignore that. Why do I rage quit streams because of a single viewer? Why were you so annoyed by a single random viewer? So, anytime I get annoyed by a single random viewer, you gotta understand, it's not the viewer. It's that I have other issues, like if I'm really tired, or I want out, all I'm doing is looking for an excuse. And so, it's always that there's, in, in any case, there is a straw that breaks the camel's back, but you shouldn't confuse the straw for the ultimate weight that is uh, allowed for the breaking to occur. You understand? All you're seeing is the final domino, and you're like, why is one domino achieving this? It's never one domino. Do I approve of TV rips on YouTube? Just channels that upload TV shows that they don't own. Of course I don't approve of channels that upload like TV content to YouTube and shit. At the end of the day, it is somewhat just an issue of distribution, right? Clearly people don't want to be watching like slowed down or sped up shit of Family Guy on YouTube and stuff. I don't think it necessarily harms these TV shows or something. But yeah, like, and it's still probably not a good thing. If for nothing else that, uh, it's not content that they put effort into, and it ultimately then takes away attention from uh, the original content that other creators actually make, you know? How the, the other content creators who make a living and stuff. Like if you removed all TV uploads, rips of people's stuff from YouTube, odds are that at least some of those people would watch other people's content, thus earning them more revenue. Like I'm less concerned about the implications for the billion dollar corporations or whatever, and more just concerned for the uh, uh, content creators on the platform. At the end of the day, it's the uh, it's people not really putting in any effort and uh, taking home a paycheck. Well, assuming that they manage to get monetization, which I'm not sure how easy that is these days. Didn't used to be a big problem. Will I stream Elden Ring? Yes, I will stream Elden Ring when it comes out. Come hell or high water, there are very few games that I'm passionate about. And FromSoft is one of them. Developers that I'm passionate about. Like, you can guarantee that as long as I can get access to them, I will play anything that FromSoft brings out, and I will play anything that Rockstar brings out. And I, I'll be more enthusiastic about FromSoft. As Snoop Dogg says, This motherfucker, FromSoft, don't miss. In the heat of battle, he don't miss. Under pressure, he don't miss. Rockstar, like, fires a bullet every decade. Uh, not only did I play Sekiro, I was given, like, promotional stuff for Sekiro. They didn't pay me a dime, but they gave me, like, a collector's editions to give away. 
the game in like a box with a bunch of exclusive secure stuff in it. Played that shit for like 60 hours on stream. The controversy around Meme Olympics. I'm fairly certain that it was in the rambles that accompanied Meme Olympics, but basically the idea for the GTA Meme Olympics came from TGG noticing that, as any content creator does, that uh, a lot of content creators grow together through collaboration. It isn't for everyone and it depends on what game you do as to whether it makes sense and stuff, but who is it? What's it? What's his name? Um, Laser Beam, yeah. So Laser Beam has a series called Meme Olympics. And uh, um, we probably shouldn't have called the series Meme Olympics. But uh, it's not as though Meme Olympics is a particularly original idea. It's just the Olympics with a word to mean choke in front of it. Laser Beam watched uh, TGG's video of our Meme Olympics or whatever. And he was like, oh man, I'm, I'm going to make a GTA 5 Meme Olympics then as well. And, and like, I didn't really listen to about it, but... Um, I wonder if that's a uh, spook TGG at all as to whether he gives a shit about that. I obviously don't. <laughs> yeah, because I think Laser Beam is into GTA 5 right now or something. I, I don't know. I don't really know much about what he does. But uh, yeah, so maybe that's why TGG hasn't set up another one. Or maybe he didn't like the numbers of the first one. Or maybe it's just a... Uh, we'll do it later. I don't know. It's not something, a topic that I've approached. And uh, yeah, if it happens, it happens. It doesn't, it doesn't. I like the dudes. You spent $8,000 on GT Online? Who? Laser Beam? Why? Laser Beam is a much bigger content creator than any of us. It'd be weird to just invite some random dude that you don't know. Especially a content creator much larger than you. In general, people collaborate with people around their same size, right? So it's like a mutual beneficial thing as opposed to you um, just leeching off someone larger than you, right? You spent 50k on like everything in the game. I mean, again, we talked about this once before, where for some people, amounts of money that would make you or me gawk, um, it's just nothing, you know. Uh, a laser beam size, a guy's got, you know, potentially tens of millions of dollars, so that's just meaningless money. You've likely heard that with, with a lot of these microtransaction kind of places, uh, games or whatever. It's usually like 1% of the player base that spends like 80% of the money or something. The whales. And as I often say, like, why not? If you have that kind of money, you can spend some money to make something fun or skip something boring. I mean, why don't you? You know, what else do you got to spend the money on? You metal talk a laser beam? No, I don't think so. I, I, like, I don't go anywhere, you know? I imagine if I had reason to talk to him, I could probably DM or something, but all I know of him is he's just a big Aussie creator. If he was any other, if he was from any other country, I wouldn't know of him, right? I'm sure there's tons of huge Fortnite creators that I don't know. I do miss Fortnite a bit though, but I recognize what I miss is not Fortnite, but those simple early days where you know, I'm sitting on stream with 60 viewers or whatever, just playing some Fortnite with people from chat. They weren't better times, but they were, they were, you know, nice times. They have a little charm to them that doesn't, uh, I can't really do today, you know? How am I motivated to continue GTA 5? How do I have so much motivation to play GTA 5? It's just comfortable. I mean, it should be obvious why I, why I enjoy playing Chaos is because it's massively chaotic and new every time. And Pongo is always adding new effects. New effects that you will see five minutes from now when Chaos shows up on YouTube. Some of those new effects are really cool and creative. For the game in general, I'm a person who plays games to achieve certain things or to meet certain goals. And as long as I have a goal to achieve in a game, I'm comfortable playing the game, then I'm happy. 
you know? The problem that I have with Oko now is, in my mind, I have already achieved it. There isn't anything left to solve, it's just a matter of the grinds now. And that's kind of lame. I haven't actually achieved the goal, but I've done literally everything but, and that it, it, it ruins a lot of what made this fun. I know I may seem salty when I say it, but I feel as though I've legitimately been cheated out of success in this, like, dozens of times. And so it's hard to bring this with the same enjoyment that I had initially. Because, like, I could have done every single thing that I did in my previous runs, and I could have succeeded in a different reality. I could play the exact same and succeeded, and that just, it just feels shit to me. How do I deal with sadness? Do I ever feel depressed? Yeah, sometimes. How do I deal with it? I pursue some goal. I try to identify what is making me depressed and then pursue trying to fix that. Which is a easier thing said than done. Because generally when you feel depressed, you feel no motivation to do anything. Therefore identifying the thing you need to solve does not make you feel motivation to solve it. It just depends on the person, you know? I can't tell you what, tell, tell you what works for you. I live a different life to you, you know? Get a hobby, work towards something, get a side hustle as the internet calls them. I don't know, read a book, see a therapist, exercise, determine if it's a dietary issue or a health issue, see a doctor. When you're depressed, do you know you're depressed? Yes. Exercise has never made me happy when I'm uh, unhappy, like ever. Uh, uh, maybe a little bit, maybe I'm being exaggerating there. It just in general, I just feel more tired and it doesn't, I prefer to just do something that distracts me from my issues and generally speaking, when I'm exercising, I just have all the time in the world to think on stuff and that does not make me happy. The internet is too keen when someone's like, I'm feeling a bit blue to say, look, just get therapy. Therapy isn't for everyone, right? It is a tool, but not everyone needs therapy when they're feeling a bit blue. The time save of knowing a hairdresser. I look fabulous today. My beard looks like shit. Might even go the effort to trim it a bit, because I haven't found the time to go find a new barber. I like my hair long, right? But I, I don't like how messy it is, like uh, at the back and stuff and on the sides. But it feels weird to go to a hairdresser and be like, hey, look, I want to keep my hair as long as it is, but just like clean up the sides. Clearly what I need to do is not go to a barber, but find a hairdresser. Preferably a hairdresser around my age and uh, get into a relationship with a hairdresser, basically, so I can get free haircuts and I don't have to go anywhere to get those haircuts. <laughs> I need to find someone who's multi-talented in that they happen to do other professions that require me to leave my home. <laughs> Think of the time save. I kind of made curtains. Oh, I did make a new change, chat. I mentioned previously that I have cardboard on my glass window in my bedroom. Like I taped together a bunch of panels of cardboard so that I can block out like the whole wall glass thing that lets in light. I discovered that I can use these like pincer things that I have to hold up like a black sheet to block out the light. So there's no curtains. If I had curtains, I'd do that. But I basically made my own curtains using these pincer things. And so I took off the black Duna cover and now I've like clamped that over my window. So now there's less light. Still not perfect, I'd much rather curtains, but uh, you know, probably saves me like a thousand bucks or something. Is edgy content more right-wing? What I think about the majority of the edgy part of the internet being mostly right-sided? Uh, 
don't like the whole right-left thing dividing everything into halves. It's, uh, to be edgy is to, you know, merely exist on the line of what is socially acceptable. The underlying premise of what you're saying is you believe that things are, that are left are more socially acceptable. Dividing things in half, uh, maybe, I, I don't know. Like, if you watch Bo Burnham's comedy special, the thing he did with the sock puppet or whatever, talking about exploitation and uh, um, the world being built on blood and stuff, and uh, the pedophilic elite and stuff, I mean, that's, I mean, that's kind of, uh, that kind of stuff exists on, for different reasons, criticizing the so-called elites, but uh, that kind of stuff exists on the left, and the, I hate saying the left and the right, it just makes me cringe. But you know what I'm saying? Like, there is definitely stuff that, exists on the borderline of acceptability that is said all across the political spectrum on different topics. As I've said, though, the more that things become global, the more that uh, nationalism seems uh, against the grain, right? The more that people are intermingled and cultures intermingle, things that are nationalistic or ex exclusionary based on um, traits that people can't change will always seem more against what is socially acceptable. And that stuff does exist more on the right. I wish I hadn't started speaking on it, because I hate saying left and right. It, it just seems so dumb. Could have at least said conservatives and liberals and stuff and talked on a social perspective or whatever. I'm too chill for this conversation, man. I mean, certainly the whole vein of we should care about what other people think and uh, care about their feelings and stuff, that does exist more in some parts of the political spectrum than others. I suppose that existing at all would lessen the amount of so-called edgy stuff that occurs. Like, you could talk about, like, Friendly Geordies in my country, for example, like the, uh, how he does a lot of edgy stuff, and so is hated by a lot of the, uh, more progressive elements of, uh, Australian politics. But at the same time, he is not what you might call right, polit politically speaking, in that he doesn't support, like, our, you know, conservative party or our, um, economically liberal party or something. He's, he supports the left party, even though, uh, the way he conducts himself is not necessarily uh, within the norms of social convention, let's say. Your perspective on the world and politics and stuff is gonna be greatly dependent upon what kind of stuff you're interested in and what you look at. It's very hard to, uh, oh, and what you're presented, I mean. It's very hard to have a broad understanding of the current political space at any given time, because you aren't necessarily interested in all things equally nor does any algorithm that you're currently in necessarily serve you everything equally. I remember once, uh, I was listening to a debate, and a person unironically said, Oh, I know this happens all the time, man. I see it on YouTube videos all the time, man. <laughs> you know? People just blissfully unaware that, uh, the facets of, uh, content that they look at on the internet is not necessarily indicative of, uh, oh, 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 uh, uh, a rep is not necessarily a re representative sample of all possible content on the internet, you know. So long story short, whether the premises that underlie what you've said there uh, are true just depends on how you're defining that stuff and, but I, I don't know. Twitch officially endorses YouTube. I am from YouTube, love you Meadow. It's good to know the people at YouTube love me. Welcome to Twitch. Did you guys see that thing that I tweeted out a couple of days ago? So, easy speezy, I think he's a nice dude. That, like a lot of the stuff he does doesn't particularly interest me. So I, I probably pop into his stream like every once in a while just to see like what he's doing or whatever. Because he's, he seems like a nice dude. So like I'm saying, I'm, I'm not like 
actively watching his content for hours. It's like I stop in every once in a while when I see him online. But I happened to stop him, stop in, and he commented like, I don't know the context, where he was just like, I don't think Twitch would allow a person to have YouTube as their username, right? And I'm like, I wonder if there is a person on Twitch with the name YouTube. I wonder if that's a thing. I remember a long time ago, for whatever reason, we looked up Hitler, and Hitler uh, had been banned, so that was clearly a name at one point, and it was banned. So I'm like, well, it wouldn't surprise me if uh, Twitch does ban or prevent certain names. So I gotta look this stuff up. And so I looked it up, and there is an account, twitch.tv slash YouTube. And what was funny to me is that the default profile is underneath it, and it says, from Twitch, it says, we don't know much about YouTube, but they're probably pretty great. <laughs> or something like that. Because that's the default of what it says for every channel, if you have no description. And so I tweeted out, Twitch's endorsement of YouTube. <laughs> yeah, so if you ever see YouTube hanging around uh, Twitch, guys, it is apparently someone there. Be sure to like the video and subscribe to my channel, it costs you nothing and I wish you all the best.